0: welcome to the uk consult weekly podcast with jonathan bradley and elton Dado, engagement practitioners and general consultation superheroes at bang the table in the uk hello and welcome to jonno and elt's weekly ramble through all things online community engagement and public consultation it's week 26 except it's not John Owen out this week, it's and Charlie from the UK team, and in a UK consult exclusive, the first ever Bang the Table guest from outside of the UK team joins us all the way from Australia, Mel Hagedorn from Bang the Table Australia team. Mel, have I pronounced your surname correctly, or shall I issue an instant apology?
1: Uh, it's close enough, so it's Hagedorn. It or if you want to say it the traditional Dutch way, it's like you're hocking up a lurgy or if, if, if anyone knows what that means, outside yeah. of Australia, but it's chagdon because it's Dutch.
0: Chagdon. Charlie, on. do you want to give that a go? dawn. Very
2: good.
0: Excellent. There you go. Got there in the end. <laughs> no. Now, Charlie doesn't know anything we're anything. recording this. Um, And he had some quite sad news over the weekend with the passing of his dog, Hector. So we're partly doing this to cheer him up as a lovely surprise. And he's either going to massively approve or Charlie and I are fired. And I'm really fired for jettisoning him out of the podcast. But Mel, you're an innocent accomplice and you will retain your position within the company. Um, okay. we're delighted to have you on the UK Consult. It's your debut on the UK Consult. And um, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself and your role within Bang the Table, what exciting things you've been doing?
1: Yeah, sure. So I um, I look after the territory management of the Australian New Zealand business for Bang the Table. So I have a wonderful team of eight staff across business and um, existing business that look after clients. Um, uh, and as well, I also look after um, our client services and the strategy around that. So, again, helping clients to do better engagement, be confident in uh, delivering digital-first engagement projects. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's my role. Um, who I am, I guess, I, uh, I don't know, um, pretty boring, actually.
0: Never, we won't. We we know we know certain things which we can't raise on here about you. (laughs)
1: Good to know. You know, company secrets. We don't want to let them out. Um, but yeah, no. Look, I I um guess started with government, passionate around community engagement. Didn't really realise I was doing community engagement projects until um I applied for a job at council. Uh, You know, involved in at a very young age and changing um, the year seven, five and nine curriculum for civic engagement around uh, democracy and voting Um, as my role at at the Electoral Commission of Queensland was to get young people involved in voting. And we did some research uh, around that. And the reason why they weren't getting involved is because they weren't taught at school. And the reason why they weren't taught at school was teachers weren't taught at universities. And so in order to change that, um, I started, even though I really hate public speaking, I started uh, lecturing third year university students on what civic engagement meant um, and the impact that they had on the future of our democracy should they not teach civic education. So that was a pretty cool thing. Um, uh, also involved in doing uh, the first braille ballot paper in Queensland, so allowing uh, vision-impaired people to actually vote in secret for the first time uh, ever in Queensland back in 2008. Wow. And the engagement process around that was actually understanding which type of braille was to be used on the actual ballot paper because there are several Versions depending on when you uh, start to lose your sight so if you lose your um, sight at birth you uh the braille that you learn at birth compared to the braille you learn if you start to lose your sight later on in life is completely different
0: yeah which is
2: amazing
1: yeah what else is interesting about me love the beach Favourite holiday destination is laying on a beach sipping cocktails. Um, Yes. Because I do not like the cold.
0: Well, my my favourite pastime at the moment is hoovering.
1: Hoovering, yes. It's
0: very cold over here in the UK, so it's it's something to warm you up as well. So it's it's quite a good thing to be able to get involved in, um, especially when you're on your own in lockdown.
1: (laughs) Well, I think we decided that you didn't really have the right hoover.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. we can't name brands on here, unfortunately, but yeah, I was, I've was, i fallen quite short.
2: No wonder why you spend all afternoon hoovering with that thing.
0: <laughs> I actually block it out in my diary, that calendar time. It's really important for me.
1: <laughs> now, uh, as a and what, guest. And what, Yeah, and what tunes do you listen to when you're hoovering?
0: Oh, so oh, you've done that. You, you knew what the running well. Now we don't do any preparation for this, but you knew what the running order was. You knew we were going into music next, or was that a total guess?
1: No, it was. It, I mean, I know the running order, but
0: uh, I mean, it's not. Very, very right. <laughs> no, it's completely ad lib. No one knows the running order. So yeah, Charlie's tunes of the week. What what sort of music have you been listening to recently?
1: Well, it, it depends on my mood. Um, so if I'm at the gym. I need some high beat, high kind of paced music that that I like to, to run to or skip to, um, so a little bit of um, potentially Linkin Park um, uh, or yeah. um, Imagine Dragons, anything that's got a really good beat. But then when I'm sitting down writing some strategy work or just trying to think um I open up my Spotify account, and I think I've got the the playlist called Maximum Concentration, um, and nice. it's classi- Yeah, it's classical music, and I find that I can really concentrate and focus um, by just having classical music in the background. Um,
0: no, that so yeah. sounds good. We'll, we'll put a couple of those up in the blurb. And Charlie, what have you been listening to?
2: Um, I've been I've been having quite like a dancey week. So I have been listening to the new Disclosure album, which is really good. Um, And they do like loads of collaborations in there. So Khalees is in there and her song's really good. So we'll put that up in the blurb as well.
0: We absolutely will. And I've been listening to Ronnie Sai's New Forms, which was an album from 1997, way back when I was at the tender age of 38. Um, (laughs) And it's a belter of an album. So I'll put that in there. So we've got three really... probably 10 really good contributions that we can put in there for people to listen to now before we started recording Mel you said you had a range of potential jokes um yeah. one of which may not get through the final cut before we mm-hmm. release the podcast but um do you want to give those a bash <laughs> sure.
1: so, the, so the really dodgy one is what is black white black white black white no idea a penguin rolling down the hill. Oh, no. What's black and white and laughing? Well, The penguin that pushed him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's
2: cute. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> Not Not thing.
0: Tumbleweed.
1: Now, now, do you want me to bring in the real comedic? yeah yeah. uh, bring it bring it in
0: and we can Uh always take it out again (laughs) you're on it's live
1: it's it's uh you're not no you're not live but being recorded
0: (laughs) it's as live as we get ryan
1: you're decent or what
0: (laughs) it's a podcast it's not video (laughs) Charlie, do you want to go? <laughs>
2: Sorry, I'll, I can I can do mine whilst we're waiting. Go for uh, it. So, what did the grape say when it got stepped on?
0: Squash. Don't know.
2: Nothing. It just let out a little wine.
0: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, why did we do this, Johnny? Well, Johnny, come back.
2: Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And that's my contribution. (laughs) And and what about your joke?
0: Oh, well, it's really weird, because when I went for my walk yesterday, all of my jokes seem to start with this, because it's the only only time I go out. But I saw a man going up a hill, right, and he had a trolley full of horseshoes, four-leaf clovers and rabbit's feet. And I thought, oh, well, he's pushing his luck.
2: (laughs) Oh, God, (laughs) how did Oh, uh, that's the tumbleweed moment that we need. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I think Matt's right. got that up.
2: Yeah, yeah. So so we've got the
1: uh, other joke that may or may not be cut out. Go for so it. Take it away, Ryan. All right,
0: good evening, everyone. Good evening.
1: Good morning,
2: okay. in the UK. Oh, good morning, evening, <laughs> the global listeners. Um, all right, so little girls at school during the day and the teacher says to the little girl, okay, tonight I want you to go home and think about how to use the word contagious in a sentence. So the little girl goes home and she asks her parents and the next day she comes to school. She's got a story already. The teacher asks the little girl, okay, Sally, it's your turn. Use contagious in a sentence. The little girl stands there for a second and she looks at the teacher and says, well, my dad said last night that our next door neighbor is painting his house with a two-inch wide tape." Paintbrush, and it's going to take the contagious.
0: Oh, it took me a while to get that early in the morning.
2: Yeah, it took took me a while to
0: get that. Ryan, this is a family show. (laughs) I just said contagious.
2: Yeah, well done. I liked that.
0: Well done. I like that. No, that's good. I love it. If it gets anywhere, it might encourage (laughs) us to. The boundaries slightly further beyond dad jokes next time. So you might <laughs> set a new level here.
2: You've opened up the floodgates.
0: <laughs> I didn't do it.
2: Yeah, close the door.
0: <laughs> Thank you to all and a
1: Good night. morning. Good
0: day. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> right, let's play some word play at the table. So for our avid millions of listeners every week, they enjoy listening to John O come up with work-related phrases off the top of his head with his years of experience in in public consultation and community engagement based on a couple of words that I give him so I've got two for you mel and one for you and um, charlie mm-hmm. so I'll we'll start with you then mel and the first description that comes into your mind work related only if i say the word determination uh,
1: what comes to mind i think the last i don't know what are we in the last 8 months of this year Uh, to see companies, us clients, determined to get through whatever this COVID world is, to change, adapt, um, and to be resilient. Yes, there's a lot of other kind of stuff going on in the world, um, but I think the fact that that we, when we speak to clients, when we speak to staff, when we speak to our friends and family around the world, the, the... The level of determination to persevere and get on with the job um, has just been a testament to, I think, a lot of people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It ties into what has been a thread throughout all of these podcasts, which is leadership. And we've seen some really good examples of leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, from local councils and other clients that we work with as well to keep people really, really informed on an ongoing basis and give them accurate information but get them really involved in decisions. Just because you know you might be in various stages of lockdown doesn't mean that people shouldn't be in, involved um, and still be involved in things that are going on around them. So, okay, Charlie, yours is the first description that comes into your mind in depth. Oh,
2: in depth. <clears throat> um, so I think what springs to mind is the level that people are beginning to actually um, look at answers from their um, communities. So going beyond just this um, kind of high level answer that you can get from things like a survey um, and actually going, digging deeper into that and going really in depth around how people are feeling. Um, It might be, you know, that you give people a survey and it's a very one-way um, communication and actually people have far more in-depth thoughts around certain ideas and certain um, topics and allowing people to actually freely express those so yeah I think in-depth for me is all around kind of the tools that people are using in terms of communication.
0: Definitely, That's really yeah.
1: interesting because um, I, would, I would continue on to say and sorry for taking over your thought here in-depth in terms of I, I'm starting to see a trend of people uh, going deeper into the questions that they're asking. So yeah. whether it be about mental health, whether it be, um, uh, I don't know, about um, uh, people's wellbeing, I think we're starting to see people open up and actually have these deeper, more in-depth conversations where traditionally organisations would steer away from it because it's well, that's not our responsibility. Yeah
0: yeah yeah it's drilling down a lot more into what's driving people's responses you can't get that from one dry response to a survey question um and if if numerous people are sort of hitting on the same lines what's driving those responses and you do need a range of deep engagement tools obviously in order to in order to do that so finally then wordplay at the table for you mel is supportive
1: i think this week We've been highly supportive of, um, uh, well, supportive of what's going over in, in the US. Um, yeah. I think the world has been watching with bated breath. I think we're still watching with bated breath. It, in, in terms of, um, because not only does it, it has, it has a, an impact in in America, but it also impacts the rest of the globe around yeah. what happens within that leadership spiel. Absolutely. Um, I think as a global company who have team members that are living and breathing the chaos um, and the uncertainty that's happening in the US, we, I hope, um, as colleagues sitting on the other side of the world experiencing quite differently um, that we are highly supportive of our colleagues and our clients in, in the United States.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and we're all going through, obviously, the pandemic together, but in mm-hmm. varying degrees and all in different phases of different lockdowns and all sorts of things, so you've got to be absolutely. mindful of that, particularly when you operate within um, all those different environments, as, as Bang the does. Yeah. So does. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Colleagues in Melbourne um, have just come out of the longest lockdown um, ever in any yeah. country or territory around the world, and you guys are just going back into it Um And so what does that mean? What are are the team in Melbourne learnt that you guys can uh, then use and how can they support you through that process? Because, again, that's that uncertainty around, well, how long are you going to be in this lockdown?
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So then new project launches in Engagement HQ to kind of exemplify some of those things we've just been talking about, probably. Um, Charlie, what have you got for that? Or are we just going
2: to do the same one? Uh, We're definitely going to do the same one because we were so excited about this. Um, They launched uh, yesterday. So, yeah, we're both very excited about the Community Gateway um, platform that has just launched. I think it looks amazing. And um, Thomas has done an incredible job on getting it all up and running. Um, is that the same one that you were going to use, <laughs>
0: It is indeed, yes. Yeah. So Community Gateway Housing Association, Mel. It's a it's a not for profit community business which is set up to meet the housing needs of people in Preston and the surrounding areas um, here in the UK. Um, the site looks amazing. So they've got In terms of using our new appearance editor, they've got a big thing at the top where people can call Christmas all wrapped up. So it's an engagement portal welcome. And if people register before the 1st of December, they're in with a chance of a huge Christmas prize. So it's a really good incentive to get people involved in the things, initiatives that they're doing. And then under that, they've got a range of really, really neat kind of buttons around employment and skills. They've got a number of surveys that they're running as well and opportunities and a tenant hub where they share localized information competitions and blogs as well massive faqs thing they've laid it out very very differently compared to a lot of other sites that i've seen and then in terms of things like upcoming dates they've got domestic violence awareness training a job club film screening 16 days of action and then even a the thing at the bottom that says well membership what's the point tell me more and it's just really really clear call to action in terms of the way they set it up but yeah i mean uh, Thomas Thomas Morn will definitely get our bang the table mug of the week so I will ask Jono to send one out to him afterwards he's been a, he's been absolutely incredible in terms of this and hasn't needed actually that much training um he's done a really really good job so we'll put that up in the blurb and anything stand out for you Mel in terms of um
1: how, mean, how, or many, other mugs, projects? how many mugs do you have
0: I don't know how many mugs Jono has, but we're doing this mug of the week thing. I hope he hasn't run out or I'm going to have over-promised something to Thomas and he's going to get very angry with me.
1: <laughs> um, so project of the week, I, I guess this is a really hard one because I'm, uh, I mean, I don't work with many clients anymore. Um, as much as that was a, a great part of the role, I am starting to see uh a little bit of a trend around what's happening in Australia maybe this is something else um that we can talk to so a lot of local governments at the moment um are either going well some areas around Australia are going through a process of um caretaker mode or just re-election into um uh, I guess you know state government, local government. And so with it kind of there's kind of a caretaker process happening. But um, there's been some changes in the states, around various states around Australia, and what we're starting to see is um, people using a lot more tools other than the survey. I think you guys um, in the UK um, constantly kind of go, not another survey. And look, survey through an engagement process has its merits. It has its merits when you're testing a theory and testing your your, your process and your outcomes, um, yeah. but it doesn't have a, it doesn't sit when you're trying to gather and source ideas and build community capacity. Um, and so we're starting to see clients start at that very start of the ideation um, design thinking process around collating ideas for, for community visions. Um, yeah. You know, I think uh, we did a test with a client around sending out SMS to an embeddable survey, and so these are the innovations that I feel that are going to start coming through within Australia for the next, you know, couple of months, where uh, our clients are going to really push us to kind of go, well, you need to work within in solving a seamless client journey to collect data that's going to help us make better decisions. Yeah. And so uh, we're working with an um, Australian gas, um, I don't know its full name, So it, this, uh, and a gas company in Australia. Um, and I really love the fact that they kind of said, look, this this is a process, we're engaging with um, suppliers, we're engaging with um, tradies who, you know, let's be honest, are not going to be accessing a website. Um, they don't access the website to to pay bills. They don't access the website to pay regos, um for other things within their life. So why do we expect them to access a website to give us feedback around their work? Yeah. Using these things, using these tools that um, bang the table are creating to assist with that kind of uh, consumer client um, user journey. Uh, is coming to fruition and I think it's fantastic and I really like what we're doing as a company to ensure that you know we're at the forefront of that thinking about the end users experience not our clients experience.
0: Yeah absolutely and feeding that into that ongoing product development I mean certainly in the time that I've been here it's not just the appearance editor we alluded to with the community gateway project but so many things have changed you know and evolved even within. Certain tools, um, but also the whole look and feel of the thing. I think I saw a webinar I did last November or something it looks so different. Um, obviously, in, that was before we even switched over to Blue Haven, like the new interface as well. It just looks complete like like I'm demoing a completely different thing. <laughs> it's, it's crazy.
1: Absolutely, and look, we're only going to get better and deliver, you know, things a lot faster and. I'm really excited in terms of what it means for projects and um, project admins around the the globe uh, in delivering these not only amazing-looking website and project pages for those that um, uh, visit web pages, but I, I think if we sit back and think about a user experience process, how does engagement fit within the way that they work within their life and um, I'm really impressed that people uh, are willing to give everything a go. And I yeah. think um, that comes back to us as a company around, you know what, let's try things and if it doesn't work, we'll figure out why and change it up.
0: Um, yeah, definitely.
1: You know, first attempt in learning, right?
0: Yeah. Now, you strike me as being extremely positive, Mel, but we'll give you just a chance while we go to Charlie to think of a section that we have every week called Meldry Moments, which Jono monopolises with hours and hours (laughs) of grumpy moments about sort of reasonably trivial things that have made him grumpy and some serious work related stuff as well. Um, Charlie, have you, and your are Charlie's also really chirpy, so it's really hard to draw <laughs> a meldry moment out of her, um, but Charlie, have you had anything apart from me that's um, really upset yeah. you this week?
2: I <laughs> has been my moment. Um, Brilliant. Really, really joking. Um, I, I've really struggled, but I think that the only thing I can think of is that obviously we're now back in lockdown 2.0, and the, the really annoying thing is they did it on like fireworks night, which is one of the best nights to like get really wrapped up and go outside and like wear your hat and gloves. And like the kids all really love it. And you get sparkers yeah. and like watch all the fireworks. And we literally like had to watch fireworks behind windows and it was yeah. just rubbish. And like, <laughs> couldn't they just do a lockdown a day later where everyone can have their fireworks night?
0: Yes. It, it's as those calendar events come and go throughout the year and you always think Oh, the next one it would probably be right by then and then that yeah. one goes and it's like oh. <laughs> oh
2: yeah I'm just feeling sad that I've missed all those those fun things and the kids have missed them as well so that's my oh. mildry moment Mel <laughs> got anything positive <laughs>
1: <laughs> So mine I mean there's a couple right so um e uh, when my I get really grumpy mostly with myself when um, my my Bluetooth headphones run out of battery when I'm at the gym and I have to listen to really crappy music. Oh, gym. yeah, that's, that's oh. amazing. Yeah. yeah. How, am I, how am I supposed to get fit and toned when I'm listening to, I don't know, Bon Jovi, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> on a prayer? I'm like, yeah, well, it's lovely. Um, but... That just doesn't get me excited at all. Um, The other one probably is, uh, um, so I'm currently experiencing this at the moment, right? So there's a major telecommunications organisation here in Australia and um, uh, they have... Recently, and I've only found this out because I was I was having a look at my bills, and I'm like, hang on, it's, it's a little bit more than the last couple of months. What's going on? They've added $5 extra. And um, because of co- they've used COVID as an excuse to get rid of their call centres, so I can't call them, and I have to use this really dodgy chat system. We know from, from our experience of being the table, our chat system is fantastic. You actually speak with a real human. Yeah. Um And uh, they're a little bit uh, more empathetic to what you're actually asking. Yeah. Um, I think I argued with a bot for about 30 minutes um, (laughs) uh, to say, you know, why are you charging me extra to then get another somebody else, so then I had to re-explain the situation to go, hey, look, I'm just querying my bill here. It's more expensive than last month. Why why am I getting these extra charges? To find out probably after an hour and a half of going back and forth that they've decided to um, cancel my previous contract without advising me, upgrade me to something else, and say yeah yeah we've upgraded you and yes you have to pay more i'm like well i didn't sign any contract mate so yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: you know do you want me to take you to the ombudsman so i'm really grumpy about that one and uh and i'm really grumpy that they've taken away um a means of communication to speak to a real human and i don't care i've sat on the phone to these guys for hours beforehand waiting to speak to a human um because it was really important and yeah, so that's my little grumpy moment.
0: Wow, you <laughs> both made me really grumpy now.
2: Yeah, I felt quite, yeah, I need some, something positive. Elton, Elton, get something positive.
0: <laughs> positive. Oh, no, I haven't got anything positive.
2: <laughs> well, the is, right it funny?
1: is it sunny in the UK today?
0: It is, yeah, it is sunny.
1: Well, there you go. That's positive because usually it's grey, isn't it not?
0: It's slightly sunny at the moment,
2: yeah.
0: think okay. <laughs> No, it's, uh, someone asked me the other day why I've got a soul patch on my forehead, um, and I think it was just—it was actually just part of my hair where it's obviously receded a lot. And I think it's just further proof that my head's turned upside down. So <laughs> it got me to thinking about how years ago I used to use a razor on my face and clippers on my head. When I think about it now, I use my clippers on my face. I'm a razor on my head. <laughs> my head has gone upside down. And now now apparently my soul patch is at the top middle of my head instead of on my bottom lip. So it's great. So uh, that that made me that made me grumpy. <laughs> my head's gone upside down.
2: Uh, I love it.
0: <laughs> well, just before we close now, because I know it's nearly your tea time. That's and nearly right. time for Charlie and I to get another coffee. <laughs> I understand that you're shortly doing a webinar. Do you want to tell us about that, about engaging with Indigenous Australians?
1: Yeah, so um, this Thursday Australian time, uh, we've got a, a couple of panel speakers facilitated by Joe. Walla, who is a, a being the Table staff member, um, talking about, so we've asked we've asked registered participants to submit their questions and last I looked, there's about 80. We're probably not going to get them all, but we'll use Engagement HQ to respond to them using our q a tool. We figured yeah. why not, um, you know, showcase the, the ability of, of um, you know, how you can use Engagement HQ post a live event. But um, yeah, so we're, we're talking about um, engaging with Indigenous Australians. It's a really important issue. Um, I wrote an a article on LinkedIn. So I, myself, identify as Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander. My grandmother yeah. is from the Torres Strait and my grandfather on my dad's side is um, of Aboriginal descent from just um, north of Catherine in the Northern Territory. And so as part of that blog post to end systemic racism within Australia um, because I, I, and, uh, I saw a lot of stuff happening, you know, people getting on board on, of the Black Lives Matter movement in um, the US and a lot of my, my peers and my, my friends and family were kind of going, yeah, Black Lives Matter, America, what's happening in America is disgusting, etc." And so uh, this kind of got me grumpy. And um and so I just kind of reflected on my experience growing up as an Indigenous Australian and kind of not fitting in with either. Um so I wasn't yeah. I wasn't dark enough to be Indigenous and I wasn't white enough to be white European. Uh and so a part of my commitment to ending this was to use my privilege within Bang the Table to um you know educate bring people, we have access to a lot of people that are doing this work. And so how can I, um, from my position at Bang the Table, start to educate and change people's perceptions and, and get people doing better engagement within communities? yeah um, and so that is what Thursday is all about um, you know just starting this conversation it's a very start um, yeah I'm also trying to you know bring out some more information so we will continue this work I will continue to speak to people on the ground that are doing the work Um, get them involved in um, helping us develop some resources for our clients Um, and yes it's going to be based around Indigenous Australians and hopefully with um, Maoris and Iwis over in New Zealand and how do we how do we continue that with First Nations in in Canada Um, and so how do we expand this to bring about I guess change
0: yeah Um, that sounds really good so we can put that up the um the link to the webinar in the blurb as well to encourage people to sign up and get involved
1: lovely
0: sounds good thank you so much for joining us Mel. it's been an absolute pleasure i know we've kept you up slightly as well and you've had to listen to our jokes and ryan's jokes and (laughs) which you may have even heard before you had heard before so No, it's absolutely pleasure to have you on, and um, I'm sure we will speak again, and we'll encourage we'll encourage people to sign up to your webinar.
1: Brilliant. Well, and look, if they can't, um, if they sign up, and it's uh, obviously it's going to be very early in UK morning, they can definitely get a recording of it.
0: Yeah, we can make that available as well. So, and look,
1: you know, I think it's just. I, I won't give away the questions or the themings or anything like that, but um, there is a really strong theme uh, throughout it in terms of the questions, what we try, what we're going to try and answer. Um, but just give it a go. Um, I think you know I can't speak for for um, the UK. Um, I mean, I was supposed to go there on a holiday this year, um, but thanks COVID. Uh, I can't speak for, for what's happening on the ground in the UK, but um, I feel like as an engagement practitioner we can take some of the learnings and some of the high-level kind of thinking and, and apply it within our various territories. Yeah.
2: Brilliant.
0: That nice. sounds really Amazing. Amazing. Brilliant. Well, Thank you. Thank you so much again for joining us. And thanks also to Charlie for, as always, ably stepping in for Jono, even though he doesn't know it yet. And I we not. will surprise him with that later on. And, I uh, just yeah.
1: hope everyone understands my accent.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it'll be fine. It'll be That's absolutely great. fine. Don't worry about that. But <laughs> well, have a very, very good day or night. And uh, we will speak soon. Until That's next great. time.
1: Have a fantastic uh, morning, having your second coffee or your first coffee, and uh, yeah, look, look for the surprise attack. Hey, look what we've done! Um, Yes,
0: yeah, look out for that on LinkedIn later on. Have a good one. Speak soon. Bye. Bye.
2: All right. Lovely to meet you both. Yeah, and you. You too.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the UK Consult. Join us for future conversations each week as we continue to explore the tremendous, meaningful and ever-evolving world of digital consultation and community engagement. You can view additional educational resources at bangthetable.com.